Lord, we just thank you. We just, we're always excited to come together. We thank you for the gift of life, for bringing us to another uh, mass youth program to, to, you know, in good health. We, we glorify your holy name, Lord. We commit our meeting today into your hands. We pray that you, Lord, teach us what to say. Bless Dr. Kingsley to, you know, pass his message across properly and help us, oh Lord, to be fertile ground, open our hearts to receive all that we're going to learn today. Help us have fun and um, may your love never depart from our hearts. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ma. Um, welcome, dear. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, Mr. Osuna. Um, and welcome, Kamsi. Uh, we'll start off with a game. Well, I feel like he doesn't want me to say the game. I'm ready. Yeah. Ready? Okay. If you have Kahoot on your phone, like we did last time, but if you, like, you know, yeah. If you, if you don't have Kahoot on your phone as an app, you can go on your browser and just type in kahoot.it. That's K-A-H-O-O-T.it. It's high time I even installed this app. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always using it on the browser. I'm installing it now. <laughs> yeah, it, it, the app is way better. Oh, now you know these things. That's good. So play, play game. Hopefully, we finish in ten minutes. Then our facilitator. facilitator. Can you give us a website from the mountain, Doctor Kingston? Yes. Hi everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it would. Um... Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Okay. Here we go. Okay. So, uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. So, once you are on kahoot.it, by the way, to start with, you need two devices to play this. You need one device for you to see the question, and another device, both of which are connected to the internet, of course, um, for you to play the game from. So, assuming you are using your computer to view the questions, then on your phone. You need to go to kahoot.it or the kahoot app. It will ask you for a game pin. The game pin is on the screen 899-449. 899-449. And then it will ask you for a name. You don't have to use your real name. It's part of the fun. Um, by the end of the day, we'll get to know who is who, especially if you happen to be one of the top three. Um, and there is a gift or there are gifts for the top three. Okay, so we already have all sorts of smileys that I don't understand. <laughs> um we have kahoot itself <laughs> we have dre we have 899449 now this is getting interesting um we've got pain we've got e we've got smiley face and we're waiting for a few other people to join today's um quiz will be on reduce so they are like um very cheap cheap reduce okay i should also add that um the beauty of Kahoot or the fun in Kahoot is not just about knowing the answers, it's also about how quickly you are able to choose the correct answer on your phone or whatever device you are using to play. Um, so there is that as well, because all the questions are pretty much quite cheap. Um, but... All right, really sorry about that. 
competitive a little bit. Yeah. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to admit yourself. All right, so I'll run through security with you, Emma. Sorry about that. And I'll have a look and see. Okay. All right. I don't know if that's what we're doing. Um, okay, so we've got DD, we've got Love Smiley Face, we've got Nike logo, we've got Bro. We've got 899449, we've got Kahoot and Dre and other smileys and E. Are we waiting for any other person? Yeah, one, two, three, four, four. Just waiting for Anu and then we'll get started. Apologies to All right, so oh, thank you. God bless. They will not allow us to say a fire. Anyways, <laughs> here we go. Um, yeah, 10 yes. seconds, please. Say that again. I said 10 seconds. I, I, my network is not connecting. Your network is not connecting. Ah. Okay. We'll give you 10 seconds. So. That's our, our, one of our winners from last week. You said you didn't want it. Thank you so much for the gifts, um, Pastor and Pastor. Oh, you're welcome. I'm also a sister. Thank you for that eye roll. Sister, you look amazingly beautiful this evening. I told her. I told her. Like, what's happening, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Don't make me cough, please. Pastor Lada is doing the work now. Oh, my God. Anyways, um, Tamilari, uh, are you set? Are you connected back? Let's carry on. It's not. It's not connected. But let's let's carry on. Let's carry a couple on. of people have actually dropped off as well. Okay, we are back on nine. We are back on time. So. Good, happy days. And here we go. What is that? As fast as a cheetah, as slow as a turtle, and can transform into any shape or object. Is it a cheetah, a shadow, a lifetime, oh or a turtle? Goodness. As fast as a cheetah, as slow as a turtle, and can transform into any shape or object. Oh, a shadow. Of course, the answer is a shadow. <laughs> lifetime. Who said lifetime? Your lifetime is as fast as <laughs> there's, no, there's no rushing. Take it cool. You're not running anywhere. We've got eternity ahead of us. Okay. <clears throat> So after that beautiful question, 899449 is on top. We move on to number two. We've got 20 questions, so I'll be a little bit fast. What belongs to you, but others use it more than you? 
your towel, your sink, yourself, or your name. Obviously, your name. And that's good. We move to number three. What is broken once? Once you say its name. What is broken once you say its name? Egg, silence, trust, or bone? It's trust. What? How? It's silence. 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 Ah. That's true. That's supposed to be a bonus question, but yeah. My error. <laughs> 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 the good thing is everybody, virtually everybody didn't get it right except the person that was supposed to get it wrong <laughs> has a tail a head and it's also bronze penny warm cat or nail it's got a, a tail a head and it's also bronze it's a penny a nail would have worked except that nails are not necessarily bronze most nails are silver or metal but pennies are broke. I want to start again. I'm first position. Don't worry. You can do all things. There's too many questions to go. Number five. What asks but never answers? On how a person or a question? How? <laughs> and a question. So both are correct. And all of us got that right. Number six, what's three sevenths chicken, two third cats, and two fourths of goats? <laughs> Chicago. <coughs> Who said the question? <laughs> three over seven, CHI, oh. out of the cargo. Oh. Chicken, cats, CA, chica. And then goats. Half of oh, goats. I was I was thinking it's an animal you're talking about. We are in trouble. <laughs> That's why it's a redo. Wow. I actually thought that was supposed to be a bonus one. What can taste better than it can smell? Your nose, your mouth, your teeth, or your tongue? It can taste better than it can smell. I thought that was obvious. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Can taste better than it can smell. Can it even smell at all? Because it's the tongue. Okay, Nike is now on top. 889 is now in fourth place. Poor people have it, rich people need it. But if you eat it, you will die. What is it? Food poison, nothing, money. Oh, boy. Again, it's very interesting and obvious because it's nothing. Poor people have nothing. Rich people need nothing. But if you eat nothing, um, God help you. Number nine. I'm a body part rarely touched. I'm a body part rarely touched, but often held. If you are witty, you use me well. I am tongue, head, breath, hand. Tongue, head, breath, hand. If you are witty, you will use me well. That's the clue. <laughs> That's your tongue. Witty people are, they have measured speech. Like me. <laughs> Good job. 
I want to win. You want to win? Are you number 10 still? Mary's father has five daughters. Nana, Nini, Nikudodo, and what's the fifth one? Mary's father has five daughters. Nana, Nini, Nini, Nunu, and Dash. Nunu, Nene, Nini, Nene, Mary. Thank God everybody. Oh, some people still work for Nunu. That's a very popular redo. Okay, number 11. How can a pants pocket be empty but still have something in it? It has a hole in it, it has a crumb, there is no pocket, or it has a rock in it. How can a pants pocket be empty but still have something in it? The answer is oh, obvious. Boy. Sorry, I'm not cut out for reduce. That's very wrong. Oh, I see. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay, the answer is he has a hole in it. Yep. And that was supposed to be obvious, but yeah. Everyone has it, but no one can lose it. What am I? Your name, your shadow, age. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. It's your shadow. We all have it. We can lose it. Just let there be light and there will be your shadow. Number 13, what word becomes shorter when you had two letters? For and short B. Very cheap, isn't it? When you had two letters, it becomes shorter. It doesn't get more obvious than that. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> when you had two letters, it becomes shorter. The answer is short, of course. Short becomes shorter. I want to say further. Number 14. What has hands but cannot clap? Time, clock, person, or monkey? Ah, 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 ah. The long hand yeah. is on 12, the short hand is on 6. Oh my god, I see. I thought you scored hands of time. Okay. <laughs> oh goodness. Number 15. What invention allows you to walk through walls? Wow. Sledgehammer. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my gosh. It's a sledgehammer. <laughs> Why would I say sledgehammer? What invention allows you to walk through walls? The door, obviously. Of course. Because it's invention. <laughs> Do you know what a sledgehammer is? What of course in a minute, twice in a moment, but never in a thousand years. The letter M or oh, life boy. or time. Oh, it occurs once in a minute, twice in a moment, but never in a thousand years. Of course, it is the letter M. <laughs> Except my wife that says <laughs> something else. Astola, uh, you're the one distracting her. How can I be the one? Yeah. Be, we, are all, we are all here now. You can all see me now. All right, number... <laughs> Sorry, receive grace. <laughs> what travels around the world but stays in the corner? I like this. Wind, thought, rumor, or stamp. Mm -hmm. It travels around the world but stays in the corner. That's the key. <coughs> Don't look at me. You see, I'm distracting you. <coughs> I can Excuse move in between 10th position, 8th position, then move to 10. It's a lot. You, you can't be second every time. What were you last? I think you were second last week. Survey. 
Okay, it's the stamp, of course. Um, penultimate. Okay. How many months have 28 days? One, 12, all months, or 10? This is very tricky. Very tricky. All months have 28 days, but not all months end in 28 days. So, actually, God bless those that got it right. Very, 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 very interesting. And penultimately, wow. who makes me don't need me? Who buys me won't use me? Who uses me don't know me? <laughs> hey, Joe, what am I? <laughs> Prosthesis, coffin, <laughs> gift, or ring? Again, the answer is obvious. Yeah. You can do ah, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. Remember something I'm supposed to do. Okay. Number last. Until I am measured, I'm not known. Yet, how you miss me when I flow? What am I? Until I'm measured, I'm not known. Yet, how you miss me when I flow? What am I? I like that poetic line. Time, height, distance, age. Oh, it's 1923. How time flies. Oh, my goodness. So the correct answer is time. Yep. And that brings us to the end today. <laughs> let's see our podium. I know the persons we can't see there, but let's see we're going to see. The third position goes to Kaut. The second position goes to Pin. And the first position goes to Dre. So let's start with Kaut. Who is Kaut? That's Kingsley. Oh, <laughs> what are you feeling like? That's 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 Okay, who is uh, who second place was what again? And the map, the map, a pain. Yes, who was pain? <laughs> oh my, that's wow. that's that's consistency. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. I think you were what first last week, innit? Yes. So it's consistency, but not, yeah, but consistency. <laughs> <laughs> and then who is Dre? Henry. Ooh! It wasn't you. I'm hilarious. got it this time around. Oh, wow. The Canadians oh, got it this, this time around. <laughs> yeah. The fourth was um, the smiley with love, and the fifth was Nike or something. Okay. So who is smiley with love? <laughs> I don't know what the name of that emoji is. So I, I just call it smiling with love. And is it blushing? That's not blushing. I think, okay, maybe. Lovely blushing. Uh, but actually, it's just the first three that gets gifts. So sorry for number four or five. But well played. What's your position? Nine. Yeah, that's <laughs> You're not the last. High five. God bless. <laughs> so welcome once again, everyone. I think the ice is broken. Now we can move into the discussion for this very interesting and i mean a very important conversation we've got dr k um kingsley madubuike in the house to facilitate that conversation so he'll be leading us and i'll get out of the way and say over to you dr kingsley i'll stop sharing as well so we can see our our facilitator yeah, there you go. You come back from the mountain, the library. Sorry, your library. 
the library has disappeared. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, I'm back home now. So, <laughs> hallelujah. Uh, Amen. We're going to have a good time today. Um, Pastor, am I, am I all right now to continue? To start yeah, absolutely. Here? Over okay. to you, sir. Okay, great. Um, uh, Sister Titi has already prayed for us, but let us um, have a word of prayer. And before we start, Heavenly Father, we worship you. We glorify your name for your mighty. That's not like unto you, Jehovah, because when we call upon you, you answer us. Mm. Thank you, King of Glory, because it's not about me, Lord, but it's about you. Lord, speak through me. I'm just a vessel, oh God. Father, speak to us individually, oh God. And let souls be one, and let ailments be healed, oh God. And may your name be exalted and worshipped. Make it so simple that even a baby will understand, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Um, can we hear me? Pastor, yeah. can I ask you to give me permission to share, please? Absolutely. Um, when, um, I just like, uh, when I share, I just like to having a piano sound at the background, if you don't mind, please, yeah? <laughs> there you go. Okay, thank you. Um, good evening, everybody. Good evening. Um, I'm sorry, sense. one second. Let me share the sound. Um, yeah. yeah. Can we all hear the sound of my... Piano. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let me see how I can get to the scene. You're playing my friend's video. Oh, yeah, maybe. Dapiti, yeah? Yeah. Great. So how do I now start? Okay, yeah, fine. Okay, guys, we are going to be talking about can I lose my salvation? This is a very interesting topic that hmm. when I saw the topic, I was asking myself what could be uh, the... Uh, what what could be the answer to this? I didn't know that this was a, a, a question that was a bit controversial in the sense that when I went to do so a bit of research, I I found out people having different things and um, a lot of things um, started coming to my mind. And I just have to say that if you, the first thing I will know is that salvation is a gift from God. Salvation is a gift from God. It wasn't based on your righteousness. It's not based because you are born in a Christian home or something. It's just a gift from God. And I'll give you just a little bit of um, uh, history on how we got to this point. We have two strains of human beings on earth, the old Adam and the new Adam. The old Adam, Jesus, God created the world. He created Adam and then Adam fell and then we all fell. Romans chapter 11, verse 16 to 24. You see where it talks about if the first fruit is, is, um, is contaminated, then the whole bunch is contaminated. So we find out that because of that, we are all uh, uh, born into sin. And then Jesus, God now sent his son, Jesus. And when Jesus came, Jesus saved us from what? The old Adam. That is where the salvation came. It was a gift to us. If you read the book of um, Leviticus, Exodus, Old Testament, you see the things that happen just for sinning. You bring the things you have to bring just for atonement. And then Jesus did what? Went to the cross and then he just did that for us. He gave it to us as a gift. Now I could decide to buy 
um, a Rolls Royce for my wife, a Rolls Royce car. If my wife does not value a Rolls Royce car, she's not going to, like, she's going to probably be driving it and then be jumping up potholes that she see. But if my wife values a Rolls Royce car, she's going to pack it like a treasure. So if you do not understand salvation and if you do not lose, if you do not uh, value trans uh, salvation, you're going to lose it. You know, that's one thing I, uh, uh, that, that is a uh, uh, point. You're going to lose it if you do not value salvation. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I saw the chat now. Okay, so basically, salvation has two sides. Now, the two sides of salvation is what one of the ones that people preach a lot is the grace. And I'm coming somewhere. I want to give us a bit of a little background about salvation before we talk about if you can lose it. Now, salvation has two parts. Philippians 3 verse 10. And St. Paul was saying in Philippians 3 verse 10. Uh, uh, let me see if I can Philippians 3 verse 10. I try not to read a lot of scriptures in this. Okay, and I continually long to know the wonders of Jesus and to experience the overflowing power of his resurrection working in me. And I will be one with him in his suffering. Now, the two sides of salvation is redemption from sin, like I said, redemption from the Adamic nature, and also to set a path for us for our living. Also to set a path for us. So because when you are saved, you now go and say, okay, Jesus in the mouth, uh, someone of the mouth, he told us, do this, love your enemies, do this and do that. We begin to do what? Walk according to the plan with the Holy Spirit in us. Because he said that I'm going to my father, I'm going to send you the Holy Ghost as a gift. He gave us a salvation as a gift. He said he's going to send the Holy Ghost as a gift to us. Praise God. Amen. Now, when Jesus gives us the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost directs our living. Now, that is the salvation you have now. It's now because of salvation, you now have a part in your living. And that part is what will make me to come and look at Brother Henry. I'm not seeing, oh yeah, Brother Henry is my brother. So let me find somebody else. Oluwa Dami Larry, I see him and I help him as a, well, as a brother because he's also the same brother in faith. We are, the Bible says that I am the vine and you are the what? Branches. So I don't want my hand, my right hand, which is Dami to grow faster than my left hand, which is Sister Anu. So do what we love each other as what one body, but that is a, a, I don't want to deviate so much on that. And because salvation is a gift from us, it is not based on our work. We work it out. We work out our salvation. Do you get what I mean? So you don't work. You don't work your salvation. It's not by your works that you're saved. We are just saved because of what the gift of God. Mm. And if you really think you're saved. Because that's the first question. Can I lose my salvation? Are you actually saved? Yeah. Are you still having that Adamic nature in you, or have you have you died to self? Because there's an there's all called, uh, there are different encounters in life. You also could get seminar encounter encounter. At that point in get seminar is where you say, "Not my will, but your will, O oh Lord." That is where you die to what to self. Is, you know, sometimes I used to use this joke. I'll be like, I, I, uh, my, my shame, I don't forget my shame. They, they. That's where your shame is all gone. It's about God. It's about the will of the Father and not my will. You know, if you've not had that seminar experience, then you wouldn't understand what salvation is all about. Because it was after seminar we went to the cross. 
nobody gets to the cross and comes back smiling but when you get to the cross you're died to self you're dead and you're coming out to a new man and when you come out to a new man you don't come out smiling because it's no more your will it's not your ambition to be the president of any country it's about what god wants now the question is if you are saved there should be evidence of that in your life that should be evident. I'm going to be done in a few minutes, but there should be evidence of that in your life. See, the problem we have is that we have people. Have, I, I did a bit of research. I found that a lot of people talking about, yeah, one saved, always saved, one saved, always saved. But the thing is that you're saved, you're into prostitution. You're saved, you're doing all sorts of things. The Bible says that in Matthew 7, verse 21, if you love me, do what? Do my commandments. Are, we, are you actually saved? That is when you know if you can lose your salvation. Now, if you ask yourself a question, if you are saved, now what are the evidences to see in your life to know that you are saved? The very first step, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 15, confess the Lord, confess that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. You have to do that confession. Believe in your heart and confess that Jesus is the Lord and your salvation. Because a lot of people feel like, oh, if I give to charity, I do this thing, I'm going to be saved. No, you don't get your, saved, your salvation by what? Your good works. Because God is holy and no human being can see God, can behold God. So you need to go through what? An advocate. The Bible says that Jesus is on in heaven what medicating on our behalf when king city sins he cries unto god father please forgive me and then what does he do he say god look at it look at what's happened to me in my hands please forgive him it's not by my good works no matter what i do my good works my righteousness is like a filthy rat to the god so to, in the eyes of god so you need to confess and acknowledge that he sent the son to save you acknowledge that in his life and then after that, you obey his commandments. But we see a lot of people, we call them professing Christians. Professing Christians. You know, yeah, I'm a Christian. I put up the makeup. I'm a Christian. You're a Christian and then you're oppressing the poor. You're a Christian and then people, people are fearing you. You're, you're like a mini God in your workplace. You're a Christian and you're doing all sorts of things that people cannot understand. A country like Nigeria, where we have a Christian president, we have Christian governors and things are going wrong in your place. People are being your only salaries, you're taking pensioners things, and you're what a Christian. Those are professing Christians. Can a professing Christian lose his salvation? Yes, because you're not saved. You just profess. Bible says that not everybody that calls me Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of God. Some people are going to cast the cast out the devil. Some people are going to do this in my name. But yet, I will tell them, depart from me, I know you not. Because God is going to reward what our works. The second thing that will be a true test to see if you are, if you are actually saved, because what I'm telling you is for me and for us, mm. is that you need to check, do you obey the commandments of Christ? The Bible says in 1 John 5 verse 3, if you love me, obey my commandments. Do we actually obey the commandments of God? You know, I hear people saying, I'm, I'm trying not to be saying, say some controversial things, but 
I hear people say, oh yeah, that this is how I was created. I don't feel like being who I am. This is how I was created. God, I go for deliverance because that's not how you are created. Because God said, I created us in my own image. The image of God is not a confused image. Do we obey the commandments of God? Now, the third thing about being salvation is that God is not saying that you're not sin. I personally, sometimes I sin. Sometimes I see myself, oh my God, I just lied now. I just did this thing. But how do you feel when you have sinned? Do you feel miserable when you have sinned? Or do you just do you just take it like it's a part of sin, part of life? Oh yeah, that's fine. I just, I'm just okay like that. These are the things to show if you are saved. Because when you are saved and you do something wrong, that, that you know that your father does not like. Are you happy about it? Or are you miserable about it? I'll give you an instance. When we are younger, if you if you want to steal uh, meat from the pot, you the first time you are stealing it, you feel like you're doing one bad thing like that. I'm just referring to what he did the last time we met. <laughs> you think you're doing one bad thing like that, and your mind will be like, mm, mm. and then when you succeed the first time, the second time, the third time, that feeling of meat becomes, is no more a sin to you now. You see yourself being what? Normal about it. That conscience, Christian conscience, like we talked about the last time, begins to go down. Are you somebody that your conscience or your Holy Spirit in you cannot even convict you for any sin, anything, anything goes on for you, then that means you need to watch your salvation. And that was First John chapter 3, verse 9. Now, another thing that will help you to know if you are saved is the company you keep. You need to keep yourself from devils safe. From devils safe. Now, I'm going to explain what I mean from devils per safe. You know, there are companies that you come. I was discussing with Sister Titi. We had a very lovely long call one time. And we ended up seeing that the people that you stay with, if you stay around people that, um, that are cheating, I think I've discussed that with NATO as well. If you start around people that cheat, you know, with their husband, cheat on their husband or on their wives and all that, before you know what is happening, you see yourself cheating. That is the devil's safe. You're in the devil's safe. And you're saved. Yeah, you're the light that needs to shine in the darkness. But this is your light. Instead of shining in the darkness, you're doing what? You're yoking yourself with what? Unbelievers. Do you understand? So we need to avoid places that will make you vulnerable to the devil. Don't be, don't go to a party that you know that if you go to a strip club, that you're going to be vulnerable to a party. Uh, to, we are adults, so I need to say the way it is. Don't go to a place you know that if you get there, you're going to do what? Be vulnerable to the devil. You know. So, so some people, there are things that I can do. Yeah, uh, Pastor Joseph cannot do it. I could decide to, I could decide to to drink alcohol, and I'm okay with it. And Pastor Joseph could drink one, and then he turns his stand to a, a punching bag. Hypothetically speaking. Yes, I'm just no, no, no. I'm just giving an instance. You get what I mean? So these are these are these are two the same thing, but two things that are affecting us differently. So one person, the devil is like, oh yeah, just drink it. It's normal. This, this person is having it and everything, and you're putting yourself where in a safe and the devil is what you remember what he told jesus jump down from what from the top mountain and the angels will take guard over you 
the angels will take guard over you. And I, let me just check this in. I don't know, it just dropped in my spirit is that whenever you hear scriptures out of context, please remember that that could be the devil speaking. That is a scripture does not mean that it is the Lord speaking to you. Sometimes some scriptures could be the devil speaking to you. So what you check is what context is that coming from? The Bible, the Lord told the devil, do not put the Lord your God in what? In test. But that's by the way. So make sure we avoid places that will make us vulnerable to the devil. Try to. And when you once I mean that, it's now when we come to first John chapter 5, verse 11. And I think somewhere in Hebrew was said, it was said in Hebrew as well. And when it says that, depart not what? Uh, forget not the uh, gathering of believers, love and fellowship with other believers. He said that when the day comes near, do not what? Forget the gathering of believers. Because when we are here that we are now, the presence of God is here. A lot of things happen. We think positive, positive vibes, all things that you can call. Everybody expresses the presence of God in different ways. We have positive vibes and all that. But never, never, never be isolated. Because when a group, a flock of sheep is coming, the lion tries to charge them. <laughs> and then one will stupidly go to the right. And then the other ones will go to the left. And when those ones go to the left, what happens? They go to the left and the lion goes for the one that is isolated. The devil is looking for somebody that will be offended with the church. And then say, I want to be all by myself and study the Bible and then attack you. If you're truly saved, you're going to be enjoying. The kind of joy I have when I, whenever it's Friday for immense. You know, I think my wife has more joy because on Tuesday she was thinking, she was like, have you prepared what you're preaching on today? I'm like, today is Friday, Tuesday. Is this Tuesday or Monday? She was speaking with her, no? And she was like, we'll see you in the evening. You know, something like that. That's the joy. You know, we need to have joy when we want to gather around people that we are saved. Beloved, if you know that, if you have this test that I've just listed and you see that you passed it, you see that you cannot lose your salvation. Now, I'll give you an instance. In the book of Jude, the whole of chapter of Jude was talking about false, uh, false guide. False, um, guide. Did I say you cannot lose your foundation salvation? Sorry, please. I mean, you can lose your salvation. That's my... That's the test. Yes. No, no, sorry. If you pass the test, you cannot lose it here because you are doing what you should do. But now, the book of Jude was encouraging and was telling them this that God brought the people of Israel out of Egypt and then brought them to the wilderness and they got God and what did he do he cleared all of them none of the people none of them except Joseph and Caleb um, Joshua. Uh, what's it called Joshua and Caleb and Caleb left uh, uh, Egypt that came to the promised land God cleared Sodom and Gomorrah because of sin. What makes you think that because you're saved and you're living your life anyhow, you're not doing the things of God, what makes you think that you'll not lose your salvation? I'm going to leave you with that question. Think about it. If God, Israel, Jews, and um, there's this scripture again, let me find it, in um, Romans chapter 11, verse 16, towards to verse 19 of it, you see where he said that if he has cut off the branch and put you in by faith. The Jews were there by, by 
they are right and he put it us by faith if he's able to cut off the juice to accommodate us into the branch how about where you're seeing don't get it twisted if you are not doing the will of the father if you are not dead to self if you are not dead to self you will lose your salvation if you do not value what was given to you you will lose it some people come with the argument that if I give you a shirt I'm not going to collect the shirt from you but Jesus gave us salvation and told us that in the last day I'm going to judge you based on what I've given to you so if he wants to judge you by your works and what do you do oh oh lord i bought a rose royce i bought this i bought this i did this i said what of the will of my father did you do anything how many souls did you win by what the things i've given to you oh yeah i oppressed oh my god i god i had to take this pension fund i invested it i made a lot of money and people were dying the poor were dying the sick were dying and everything the bible says that he says that i i was in the hospital you didn't look after me i was here you did not look after me God is judging us. God is going to pay us back by our works. Beloved, it's no more business as usual. It's no more about I am a Christian as a religious um, writing. Oh, yeah, what's your, uh, uh, are you Christian, Muslim? It's no more about that. It's about the works. What fruits are you bearing? The Lord is giving us the Holy Ghost by gift. Let me tell you something that you speak in tongues does not make any meaning. It's about the fruits that you bear your salvation that should be an evidence to show that you're saved and if that evidence if those tests is saved you will not lose your salvation because you're going to be doing the will of your father but the moment you go outside the branch you're going to be cut off and put in the lake of fire i'm just going to end to ask you if any one of you you want to think you feel like oh god after kingsville has read out this thing i feel like i need to readjust my life like this 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 salvation i'm actually not saved because when i was studying about this thing i was just seeing that i've just seen that what we think we are doing we, we know we know one part one part of the cross but we some of us we've not really soaked ourselves in the in the place of not my will but your will oh lord they said bible said that god was crying out blood that the tears was like a blood on his eyes like is it is it, that's the thing that he did not want to but because he loved his father he went for it this same person went for it and what are we doing he said put for thought think about your life if anything should happen to me today this moment and god calls me home am i going to be proud in front of the father or not can i lose my salvation the question is, are you actually saved? If you are truly saved, not just a professing Christian, but the one that is doing the will of the Father, then you cannot lose your salvation. I pray that God will help us to open this up because um, I don't know, I don't want to just add so much things to this thing. I just want to say the way it is and add trust the Holy Spirit to open it up to us. I pray that his name be exalted. Anyone that wants to dedicate your life to God, you want to just ask God, I want to start up again. I, I just want to be serious with God. To be honest with you, during the start of the pandemic was a critical point for me, thinking about my life, thinking about my 
thinking about eternity, I began to understand that this world does not end here. I began to research, I began to read books, I began to think, what is eternity going to be like? What is heaven? Heaven is going to be a lovely place. It's a place you cannot afford to miss for any reason at all. You cannot. Think about, think about that I'm in England now. When we're going, when we're going, going to be in heaven, and then I want to go and see Sister Anna in maybe she's in Canada or Chicago or something. I don't know where she wants to be in heaven, though, but because we're going to have a new heaven and a new earth, you know. And I'm like, oh yeah, NATO, because then NATO will not be my baby again. But like, <laughs> I'll be like, hi NATO, you know. And then I'll just move. Hi Sister NATO. Oh yeah, hi Sister NATO. You get what I mean? So you, can, you know, think about it. You don't want to be in a situation that you want to turn and turn to somebody and you're like, oh, he didn't make it. And then the person is there asking you for water to test. May you not be our portion in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Over to me. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate things. Thank you very much, sir. Um, before we'll pray for Kingsley towards the end, but let's first of all take questions, um, contributions that people may have. Auntie, I know what you do. Okay. Um, if anyone has a question or a discussion point before we tie it together and, and pray. Avo. Yes, ma. <laughs> oh, I think Dam Larry put his hand. Are you clapping or? Yeah, Dam Larry is clapping. Oh, okay, sorry. All yeah. these emojis. Okay. Um, I have a question slash contribution. Okay. That we should not be happy that we are born anew. <laughs> Maybe I didn't understand that point. Like, if you're dead to the old self, and when God is right, we are new, we are rising up with Jesus. We've died with him now, we're rising up with him. Like, why are we smiling? Isn't that something to smile about? Yeah. And then if I want to I mean, it's a bit different from the um, the message of Second Corinthians chapter nine. But God loves a cheerful giver. God loves, like He likes us to be happy doing this thing. If you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. If you're cheerful about it, like why shouldn't we be happy that we're actually new in Christ? So basically, what I was saying is, <clears throat> um, like um, our Lord Jesus. Um, who is our mentor and our big brother and all that? Uh, he went to the to that encounter. So what you're doing there is that you're you're putting down all your wills. You know, when we're growing up, you're like, oh, I want to be an engineer. I want to be this. And suddenly, God says, oh, Titi, actually want you to go to the Republic and set up a motherless baby home and all that. Are you going to be smiling about that? Yes. Why not? You know what I mean? So. So that's why I mean that. So that's that point is where your all your wills, all your will. Yeah, that point is where your all your plans, all your exciting plans and everything is all crumpled. And you're like, oh my God, I'm just going for what the will. So sometimes it's not, it's not something you smile and come out of because sometimes it's just gonna be like Benny, you're oh you're like, oh my god, mosquitoes. <laughs> sometimes he could lose yeah sometimes he could I, okay i know of a man he lost his um one of his sons in the mission field and they were pleading with him just come to the united states but yet no he said no he lost one of his sons and he was still there in the mission field that man is not in as much as he's doing the will of god but if you look at his physical he's not smiling i'm not saying he's not smiling at the work i'm talking about the initial time that you're living for that work 
it is not a smiling time. When your God says you should resign your multi-million Naira job and go and do something that you know physically you don't have, you're not going to be able to pay you. You begin to question, is actually this, is this actually the voice of God? You start checking, let me see whether it's the voice of God and everything. At that point, it's not easy. But when you obey that voice, the glory that comes is when he will take you higher above principalities and power. But that point of, of surrender is where I mean that it is not, it is not a smiling point because it's where you're like you said, yeah, Not in all cases. Okay. Yeah, maybe not in your case. I'm just, uh... <laughs> <laughs> not just like in so I, I get it, like missionaries that brought Christianity, for example, to the African continent. It might have it might have not been exciting to come and be suffering our malaria in the first place. I get it, but um not everybody's story is the same, like you said. Like uh, I've experienced certain things whereby you expect that I will be devastated. And then I realize why am I happy that I'm being shamed publicly? Yeah. But because I'm very happy that, oh my God, they identify Christ with me. I'm happy to be shamed. Mm. So sometimes mm. it can be that awkward, mm. but I do get your point. Like sometimes it's oh tragic, like, oh my God. You even hear, I, I'm, friends, I'm friends with a lot of priests and pastors. You hear them talk about, oh, sometimes when you send inside of some villages, they'll be like, why can't they send me to one AC popping lucky? Mm. You know, I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, so thank you. Mm. Thank you. Oh, this fair was raising up her hand. Yeah, I, I wanted to give another example according okay. to what Dr. Kingsley was saying to say that, like, the example we had from Pastor Lance, Sister Anu, about the kind of um, person you've been looking up to since mm. young times so that you want to get married to or something. <laughs> Is the person slim? Is the person tall or dark yeah. or fair? You know, and maybe you've been wanting the dark one, and God said, I go for the light one. So, unmute it... yourself. Sorry. Mm. Yeah. That point, you won't be happy if God says, Oh, go for the dark one when you, went, when you want the fair one. You know, when you want the fair tall guy and God says go for the dark tall guy. Mm. So, but at the same time, um, I got what one point to stand who said there is the the qualities you just have to wait for what God wants to do, wants to achieve through that process, you know, just like Jesus. Um, he said, Why are that forsaking me? If if he could take it off, then he will take it off. But because he knows that his father has a greater plan for mm. us, that was why he went for it. And he was bold to go for it. He was happy to go for it, but was sober, you know? Yeah, so there are, there are points in our life that we'll get to that when we get those instructions. There are some that, yes, God will say, go and do this, um, these as Sister Titi said, and you'll be very joyful to go for it. Maybe it's not so um, so away from your plans. <laughs> if you've had something like since your very childhood time or you've really had plans or something and then God just says, you know, you're going in a whole different direction. Maybe you've schooled for four years, paid plenty money, and then God says, you know what? I'm not ready for you to do this. Go and be a pastor. <laughs> oh, you know? <laughs> then you you'll be like what after all these years 
But then you look at the greater things, you know that mm. he's actually taking you to, to, to a greater height, mm. so you would want to go for it, but then you first feel that that pain, that, you know, so that's just the example I wanted to give. And also, I want to throw the question to everyone who says, how, I've forgotten the verse that says that we should walk our um, righteousness with trembling. What work out yourself with fear and trembling. <laughs> with fear and trembling. How do we do that? Um, what's the mini what what's the Bible trying to say? I'm just trying the question. So okay, can I can I just um, can I just chip something on what uh, Sister Titi uh, wanted to uh, what Sister Titi said as well? Um, when um, when Jesus had that experience in the in uh, Gethsemane, isn't it right? Yeah, so someone's uh, video is interfering. Hello, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, okay, yeah. When 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 he had that experience, yeah, and then um, after saying that, let know my will and everything, that point he dropped self, and what happened it was the will of God. So every of the insults that took him to the cross did not turn to him because he knew where he was going to, and the same way with us. When you go, you get to that point encounter where you're crying, you're asking God for mercy and all that. And at that point, whether I insult you about the kingdom and everything, it means nothing to you because of what you know who you are going to. You know, you know who you are going to. So that's uh, what I feel. And then to the scripture that you said, work out your salvation with fear and oh, Doctor Henry was raising raising his hand. Maybe before okay. Question. Okay, Doctor Henry. Man of God, oh yeah. Um, thank you very much, uh, Kinsley, for that word. So I've got a question, actually. Uh, let me put my camera. Yeah. Okay, so the title of your message was Can We Lose Our Salvation? But I'm just seeing it from the point of Ephesians chapter 2, where you say that it's a gift from God. You are saved by grace and not by your works, so it's a gift from God. So my question would be, do we lose our salvation or... Does God take it away? Mm. Good question. So we have two questions now. Mm. One from Sister Ifev, one from Dr. H. Okay. Is there any other person that is that has a burning contribution? Mine is not even burning. Okay. I'm going to say that um, okay. the example, the clarification that he was asking, and now the joy would be there. Mm -hmm. And I think the joy actually comes afterwards. Sometimes you would have gone through the experience or during the experience, that's when you start to realize it doesn't even make any difference. Then you start to have the joy. So I do I do understand that sometimes you can have the joy at the start, mm. but mostly it's during the journey. You don't get to see the full picture until you're in it. Because mm. until you're in it. Because God, mm. God um, says that God, we know things in parts. We can't see the whole full picture. And mm. That's the way God gives us instructions that this doesn't make sense at the mm. at the onset on, on the oh, English at the onset it doesn't make sense mm. and but because of your trust in Him you know how much how much has come through for you before like if I said so that would be a drive and and yeah you just ignore the insult and the the talks and just do what you need to do and. Yeah, 
And to what um, Henry said about um, losing your salvation, or is it God taking it away from you? I may not be right, but one of the things that came to my mind is the Bible says in Revelation, it says that anybody that takes the mark, their name will be wiped away from the book of life. And I think that's the only point that God wipes away your the to, I could be corrected, please. I'm not a pastor, so we have a pastor in the house. So and uh, I'm just um, sharing what I feel like uh, uh, I the way I could understand the question is uh, on if you take the mark, your name will be wiped out of the book of life. So that means that if you're truly saved. God will not take your salvation from you. But if you're not saved and you're just doing all sorts of wrongdoings and everything, remember the what he talked about um, the churches in the in the seven churches he spoke to in Revelation. We see that Jesus, that's where we see about the person of Jesus, the resurrected Christ, who appeared in Revelation, and you understand his person more when you study Revelation. You see that to those seven churches. Is applicable to some of us, mm. you know. You see, some people you're neither cold nor hot. What did Jesus say he would do? I will do what? Spit you out. So if you are a Christian, yeah, you're a Christian, but you're neither cold nor so you you do Christianity, you do the other one, you do this one, you're you just in it. God said he will spit you out. So that salvation is 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 he gonna be the one to take it from you? I think at the end. The ones I say he'll take their name from the book of life is those that will take the mark. And then the other people, I think I would say God will take your salvation away from you because he gave you the key. I feel like he will take it from you. But just like I said, if we go through this test of salvation and we are truly saved, I don't see any reason why we should be scared of losing our salvation because we're not going to lose it. Because even Paul, I think there's a place Paul said that um, I... Uh, I um, try so much that I should not be a castaway after preaching this gospel and everything, you know. You know, he tries so much to work on his salvation and everything so that he doesn't allow pride or anything to take him away from the promise that God has given. Mm. So I don't know, Henry, your question I may not have answered very well, but I think if we go through the book of Revelation and we talk about the churches that God has written down there, and check if there's anyone you are. I, that's what I did for myself last year. I checked if I identified with some of the properties there. Because some people say that you feel like you're rich, but you're very poor. So we need to check ourselves, you know, and see if those things. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise. And then Damilari. Praise. You can unmute yourself and go for it. All right. Good evening, everyone. Good okay. Evening. So my question um, when. Um, Mr. Kingsley was teaching. He was talking about um, how you feel maybe when you commit a sin or something. So I just want to ask, like, how do we deal with it? Like, fine, we know that we are not perfect. We might fall sometimes and all. And Hebrews keep telling us to come boldly. But how do we, is it, should we just have it at the back of our mind that, okay, we'll keep sinning? Or how do you, like, deal with always having to deal with i always do maybe not even the same particular thing mm -hmm. maybe one thing or another at different times and keep falling and rising how do we deal with the emotions that come with it and all 
And secondly, also, there's a part in the Bible that says, I can't remember exactly, where it says there's a sin, there's, there's a sin not unto death, and there's a sin unto death, something like that. Yep. And there was a part that talked about um, a sin that is not forgivable, sin against the Holy Spirit. How does that play? Like, how do we wrap it up? It's just, mm -hmm. I don't know if you get my question. Yeah, I got how to deal with sin and emotions, isn't it? Yeah. Mm, yes. Like, how do you, when you keep falling and rising, maybe not just even doing the same thing, maybe mm. disobedience, maybe an instruction God gave you that you just found that, that, okay, you didn't obey and it keeps happening. Maybe not frequently, but yeah, just like, how do you deal with it basically? Okay. Um, are we, yeah? Maybe you should let, maybe the floor should, um, okay. they now tied up. Because um, there are lots of hands raising. Okay, okay, okay. Let, let, let's allow. Okay. We've got like three questions pending now. Okay. Um, Mr. Daimler, over to you, sir. There's another question. All right, Ma. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. All sir? right. Um, I said good evening, everyone. I hope we can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you. Good evening. Okay. Uh, Thank you for the uh, wonderful presentation. I was um, blessed. So I, I understood. I, I just, I want to ask a question. And um, so I understood the part where um, we understand that um, just like the scripture um, told us in Ephesians, Ephesians 2, that um, um, it's by grace that we are saved through faith. Mm. That's not of us, but it's the gifts of God. Mm. Not of works, lest any man should boast. So Salvation is a gift from God. Uh, it was um, started and finished by um, Jesus Christ. So yeah. it's a gift to us. And um, we received that gift by receiving Jesus. So I understand that. And um, uh, and there's, there's, there's a scripture that also says that um, the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. Yeah. That is, God does not give us and withdraw. Uh, so... Now to the question of the of the day that says, um, can, I, can I lose my salvation or how can I lose lose my salvation? So, uh, so the question I would just like to understand is coming from um, there is a passage I think that should be Hebrews, Hebrews, Hebrews six, where he said that when you have tasted of the good word of God, uh -huh. when you have um, tasted of the powers of the age to come, uh -huh. when such kind of persons fall away. Um, to be difficult to bring them out, there will be no repentance. Uh -huh. So, so that's that's so that's the so that's the part I wanted to understand. That is there is there um um an element in the scriptures uh -huh. that of course I know that is the gift of God. God can give you a gift, but you can choose not to receive it, or you can receive it and then abuse it, mm. and. Does does your abusing it now make you forfeit it? So um so based on, based on that um based on that passage, that's 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 what I want um um clarification on. Okay. I hope we understood what I said. Absolutely. Well stated. Um, thank you. Thank you. Henry, yeah. you're raising up your hand, and I like that you you have your Bible open. <laughs> I mean, I've got a lot of things, but I'm trying to like tie it up together. Um, maybe I'll start from Romans chapter one. So in verse 24, it was talking about desires. 
I see that therefore God gave them over to, to the sinful desires of their hearts. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one uh, depraved mind, because I think the whole point of redemption is Bible talked about we having the seed of the Holy Spirit, which is mm -hmm. our um, redemptive authority or something like that. And I've I've seen from different uh, flyers stuff like we are heading to hell, and God gave us an escape route stuff like like that. Yeah. So what will make you to have that consciousness of that I'm a sinner or I've sinned is the Holy Spirit in you. Mm. So I think mm. that's one, if that spirit is being changed, so basically you don't have the Holy Spirit again, but you have a depraved mind. Obviously, if you do something that's wrong, you don't even like know that, that that's wrong. I think in that way, just like James talk, in James chapter 1, he said that um, no one should say, uh, say that God is testing him, but there's a progression from your desires. It comes into like sin from sin, it gets to the point of death. So um, I think there's, there's that progression when you start having a face in your heart and as time goes on, it turns into like a habit or a physical realm or, or, or like habit. And at the end of the day, it goes down to your destruction. And I think there's also the point of you denouncing Jesus. Um, Romans chapter 10, verse 9, if I'm right, say that if you confess your mother, Lord Jesus Christ, I'm living your heart that. God raised from the dead, you shall be saved. So there's a point of you confessing to become saved, and there's a point of you confessing that okay, I don't want, I don't, I don't longer want to follow this way. So um I think I've read somewhere, I can't remember if this was uh Ken Tegin's book or uh, one of these characters, uh, talked about like when when we talk about the sin of the Holy Spirit or the sin against the Holy Spirit that cannot be forgiven. So I know that what I was young, I used to think is when you play with speaking in tongues, yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> of like uh say random things. But the, the director was explaining that when you consciously say, I no longer believe in Jesus Christ, yes, that's when it's okay. Yeah, you are denouncing the faith. I mm -hmm. think that's one under uh, level. So, um, yeah, I forget there's one other thing I was, I was going to say. But I think that was, that was a typical thing I, I want to point out. There's a point of people, uh, someone having over, uh, going over to a depraved mind, mm -hmm. as we can see in Romans chapter one, and also with denouncing Jesus Christ. As a law, basically the seal of, of our of our redemption. Because I think basically, if you sin, you know that you've sinned because of the Holy Spirit convicting mm. you of your sin. Mm. But mm. If there's not the Holy Spirit in you, I mean, you can go on and on and do certain things. And mm. in that Romans one, you see that they actually like invent ways of doing evil. So mm. it's not it's not just like you do what is uh, what is known as sin, but you invent your own ways of doing other things. Yeah, mm. thank you. Thank you, thank you very thank you, much. Um, uh, that's helpful. Any other thoughts? Um, I think he's answered uh, one of the questions, you know, the sin against the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, Pastor, you have a book you wrote about how to deal with addiction and some of the, um, yeah. how to deal with addictions and some of those things. So I think that book um, is also, uh, um, the lady that asked about how to deal with sin and emotions attached to it, um, I would um, advise personally to study and to ask the Holy Spirit for grace because just like Henry said, the reason I struggle with it myself as well. The reason we know that you sin is what the Holy Spirit in you is the reason that made you know that you're sinning. Because that same thing you've done, another person will do it and just move past it. So when you know that the Holy Spirit is this and then you know that Jesus is in the throne meditating on your behalf. So don't allow the devil I'll tell you one of the things that happens is that sometimes we fall into a um, sin and then the devil is like, hey, no need now, you've already fallen into the sin, just kukuma do the thing and, and go. And then you see yourself just kukuma doing the thing and go. So you need to know that no matter how much you've fallen, God and Jesus is there 
accept, ready to accept you. So just ask God for grace in that he will give you that grace to overcome those things. He has given it to me. I'm a practical example. He has given me the grace to overcome certain sins and he's given me the grace to overcome it. And it's because I have had this knowledge that God, Jesus is in the heaven meditating for me. So once everything happened, I'm like, Jesus, please forgive me. I'm so sorry. Please, I, I can't do it by myself. The Bible said there was a man that met Jesus and he said, I believe, but what do what? Help my what? Unbelief. Right. So let's not act Superman to God. You know, come vulnerable. Tell God the way you are. You know, speak to him. This is how this thing happens to me and everything. God will help you to overcome it. You know, okay. yeah. I'm sick knowledge. Um, I'm looking at the time. <clears throat> so I will take Sister Ife's contribution and then we'll begin to land the conversation. Okay. And Henry. Because you just finished, maybe you want to add something. Okay, Henry first and then Sister Ife. And then we'll begin to tie it together. Yeah, let me just share something practical. All right. Uh, with regards to uh, about, um, coming out of sin emotion. I know, like, I think I was either 15 or 16. That was the first time I actually, like, I've no, not like I think, but I know I heard God audibly. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> funny enough, I didn't do that. I disobeyed that voice. Mm-hmm. And trust me, throughout like the next three, two, three years, anything that is negative that happens around me, I will think it was a punishment from, from God. Example, like in academics, say I get a C, I'll be like, ah, actually, I went to an A, but maybe God was like, yes, yeah, mm-hmm. that happened for, like for years. But until like, I, I went to my priest, I, I Shared my experience with the man. So if you read one scripture, Romans 8, verse 1, there is no condemnation for, for them that are in Christ Jesus. Mm. I mean, he didn't preach more about what, whatever I said that day. I don't think I remember it, but that's one verse that you read. There is no condemnation. And to me, that was a, a deliverance for me. Mm. And um, in even down the line after after that experience, most times I think one, one of the ways I sort of like cure uh, negative emotions is to uh, to get more knowledge. Because mm. Mm. Sometimes for me, I, I don't feel like motivated to do maybe do certain things, but you know, most times I kind of like I tell myself, okay, I have to read my Bible, not because I want to, but even if it's pretense, <laughs> to just use it a lot of pretense. For me, I think in that way it keeps me closer than being far away. Because if I say, okay, I don't have the I don't have the strength, let me never deceive myself to say, let me read the Bible, but. I think it also more to like even force myself. Okay, let's play this message. Even I, I don't. Even my mind is not even there. Mm. So I think the, one of the ways is to have that knowledge. And again, you know, uh, I felt this thing for a couple of two weeks now. When they say that God's gift is, is without repentance, mm. but I don't. I still get this word that God's gift is, is without rep- uh, repentance, but God's manifestation. I don't know if it's without repentance <laughs> because yeah, I know it's one thing that you might have that gift, but for the for that gift to manifest is another thing. But again, it depends on you know, like in Book of Psalm, Bible said that um, blessed the man whose God does not count his sin against him. Mm-hmm. I said to my brothers, I think that I think most times, uh, most of that we, we tag our sin, maybe you might discover that God doesn't even like target to you as a well, sin to you because. Mm-hmm. Um, in that way, I'm not encouraging anyone to sing, anyone to sing, but I'm just saying that <laughs> um, my cousin shared something uh, recently that most times what we do, or as Christians, we don't we focus more on what we don't do rather than what we do. Mm-hmm. And in that sense, so, some people will be like, okay, I don't fornicate, I don't lie, I don't do this. But again, what do you do actually? What, what do you do to get close to God? But I think what made David close to God was his heart, to, his heart of love to God. 
-hmm. And sometimes we don't focus on how much, if, 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 you, if you love God, what kind of things do we do to like get close to him? How much do you fast? How much do you pray? How much do you commit to uh, good works of faith? And on that thing is like, example, in Hebrew chapter, uh, because people say that support each other to good works. So in that sense, when you meet people, how do you support them to good works? When you meet like Christian family, how do you encourage them to good works? But most times we look at things and think of it in, okay, um, these guys are not holy or let me condemn them. They're not doing things the right way. Mm. But I think it still comes back to a, a, a part of our service to us doing things that will draw us more close to God. Mm. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Sister Okay, so good evening once again. Please, <laughs> um, I just want to contribute to um, what the question we've all been asked. And my contribution is that, as Dr. Kingsley said, that we are saved. Okay. And I feel that it's very expensive. It was given to us, it was paid for by a very handsome man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then because of this, because of the, the, the prize, I personally don't think God will take you from us because it was so expensive. It took him to become 100% man, mm. to come to this world and die for us. So wow. he wouldn't take you from us. And can we lose it? As Dr. Kingsley said, you can only lose it if you never had it. So which mm. means you cannot lose it. Mm. Because if you have it, if you have salvation, you can't lose it. Mm. but if you ne were never saved which means you don't even have it so don't bother asking the question can I lose it because you don't have it and then for people that uh, like the verses um, saw writers about um, people the kind of sin that cannot be forgiven I think the only way that you I think that is so loving <laughs> that even if you were in Christ and then you had the salvation you have the salvation, and then you say you don't want it any longer. You still have it. You're just the one telling yourself, I don't want it. But you have it because he has given it to you and you have accepted it before. So you now saying you don't want it. It will just stay somewhere. It will just be looking at you preciously like the prodigal son and just wait for you to come back because he's so loving. And he would wait. This is what I think. I think he would wait as long as he can for you to come back. And in, in, in short, it would deal with you as a father for you to come back. Make you go through things that will make you come back to him, you know? And then when he does all these things in his so loving heart so that you come back and you still say, no, I don't want to come back. If you then die, I think that's the only way because you yourself said you don't want it. He, he, he gave it to you. He, he would never take it until you die. He would never take it. Mm. Only if, that's what I think. He would mm. not take it from you. He would always draw you closer. Because I will use the experience of saying while growing up, I just, I just always feel that he's calling, you know, know me more. He's always opening ways of knowing him more. So I think he would never take our salvation from us because he really paid a lot to do, to, to give us that. Then mm -hmm. the other one, um, I don't know the sister that asked again. Sorry. Yeah, when she said that, um, how can we deal with um, sin? I just want to read from Romans 1, um, 6 verse 1. I was asking, what shall we 
say then, shall we continue in saying that grace may abound? And then I will go to um, verse 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For ye are not under the law, but under the grace. If, when you are saved, you're no longer under the law. You're enjoying the grace, according to what Dr. Kingsley said. You're now enjoying that grace. Yeah. So how do, you, how, how do you manage this sin? It's just by saying, I can't do it alone. And then when you fall, you just rise again. You, it, that doesn't mean you want to intentionally fall at all times. Mm. So if you, if, if you do anything wrong, you just rise again and ask for forgiveness and move on because the sin has no control over you. This mm. is just my own experience because there are many times that I did so many things wrong and I feel very bad about it. But after knowing this verse, even if I do something, I did not intentionally do it. I will be sober. You can't just do something and not, the only spirit will tell you because you're already saved, the only spirit will tell you you have done something wrong and you would know. So immediately you know what is your action. Is your action that really, your action speaks a lot. Mm. What, what do you do immediately? Do you go to God and ask for forgiveness and say, I'm very sorry about this. I think that's, the, that's how you would continue to then adjust, you just start blending naturally. Mm. I'm not clean, but I'm still blending. All those things I like, I still do. <laughs> I'm telling that you know, you 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 got me, you know. So I hope you continue. I believe you continue to help me mm. until you know, until that day. Yeah, mm. until that day, that I'm foreverly cleansed. Amen. 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 That's that's beautiful. Um, also, can I um, say yep. something in two sure. minutes? Then you can round up, please. And um, thank you, everybody, for you've all uh, shared light and everything. But uh, I just want to just um, say something. Uh, when uh, the disciples finished casting the uh, out demons and everything, and they came to Jesus and they were like, "Oh God, we casted out this demon; it was rolling over the floor and everything." And what did Jesus say? Rejoice not because you have casted that demon, but only be happy or only rejoice. I'm paraphrasing because your name is in the book of life. And what is the thing that will make your name in the book of life? Your salvation. So God's gift is without repentance. And he said that some of you will come on the last day and say, Oh Lord, oh Lord, I casted out demon in your name. I did this in your name. He said, depart from me, you uh, doers of iniquity, because I know you what not. Don't take God's gift, manifestation of God's gift, to mean that you are saved. Work out your salvation. Make sure that you are in the net of God. And like Henry said, salvation is like a path. We are all going to hell. And this is a path of us to go and connect with God. Mm. You cannot be on your way to hell and also want to be reconnected to God because you're shouting. You're on your way to Oshodi, and then you're shouting. I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. And then the boss to Christians are going to the other part. You need to be in that boss that is going to Christians for you to be a Christian. So in as much as confessing and professing Jesus Christ is vital, also working out and making sure that our works also show that we are really saved is also vital. So I want to thank everybody. Um, I think every question has been touched and I believe, I hope that, I, I know that our pastor will also round it up um, as much as he can, but that's what I just wanted to add. Let us rejoice that our name is in the book of life and not about all the things that was uh, happening. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Kingsley. Um, 
as soon as we wrap up now, we'll pray for you and then we'll take general prayers that everybody might have. I'm, again, I'm looking at the time. It's been a very enlightening session. Salvation is, is, is as big as it can get a subject for the Christian to grapple with. And it's a journey that we'll continue to, to learn more and more about until we see him. I think the tension of such a subject as what we've discussed tonight is how to be able to, as a Christian, as a believer, hold in balance. On the one hand, the excitement and supreme goodness of the grace of God and all that is exciting about it. And at the same time, also all that in balance with your responsibility as a child of God that is now in God's family in a way that continues to make your membership in that family, quote and unquote, valid. Um, and again, to all that in uh, the balance to, to holding those two sides, really, I think the key is in the scripture that Sister Ifez said that we should read, Philippians 2.12. I'm going to share my screen and read it for us from two, two versions. And then actually had the next verse to it because verse 12 is not complete in and of itself, but it gives us, it answers a few of the questions that we've raised here tonight uh, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. And I'll read it from the Amplified Bible and the Amplified Classic, and then maybe from the Philips translation. I'm sharing my screen now. It says, so then, of course, this is Paul writing to the Philippians um, about, amongst other things, their salvation. And he's writing to them from, the, from prison, so he's no longer with them physically. So he says, so then, my dear ones, just as you have always obeyed my instructions with enthusiasm, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation. And this is where page evidence is, with fear and trembling. But Amplified Bible amplifies it. Work out your salvation. In other words, cultivate it bring it to full effect, actively pursue spiritual maturity, all of them saying the same things. In other words, the story does not end with you are saved and you are obedient because Paul is with you. Now that Paul is even not with you as your shepherd, your physical shepherd, you still have a responsibility to continue to pursue spiritual maturity. But how do you do that? With what kind of disposition? You do it with her inspired fear and trembling. And before you start getting lost into what those words mean, it goes on to explain using serious caution and critical self-evaluation to avoid anything that might offend God or discredit the name of Christ. That's the summary of what Kingsley has spoken to us about tonight. To look at it again from the Amplified Classic, Therefore, my dear ones, as you always obeyed my suggestions, so now not only with the enthusiasm you would show in my presence, but much more because I'm absent, work out, cultivate, carry out the goal, fully complete your own salvation with reverence and awe and trembling. And what does that mean? With self-distrust. In other words, you don't, you know that you can't do it in and of yourself. You are not depending on yourself to make this happen. You are doing it with serious caution, knowing that this gift that you've gotten, like Sister Ife said, is something that is so expensive, even though it's so free. It's free to you, but it's expensive because it was paid for by God, the highest possible price you could ever pay for it. 
Now, because of that, you know, you are handling a gift that, yes, it's a gift that you should be fully excited about, but it's also a gift that demands that you know, oh my God, I don't ever deserve this. And so I've got to do everything in my quote-unquote capacity to ensure that I, I treasure it as valuably as it should be prized. Mm. And so it goes on to say, with self-detrust, with serious caution, with tenderness of conscience, mm. with watchfulness against temptation, timidly shrinking from whatever might offend God and discredit the name of Christ. Now, as as a child of God, as me as a Christian, if I read this and I stop there, <laughs> I ask myself, how do I want to do all of these things? How do I want to, to express serious caution? How do I want to express critical self-evaluation? If I self-evaluate, there's every chance that the results of that self-evaluation will not be positive. It will make me look like I've not measured up. So how do I avoid anything that might offend God when sometimes actually, yes, I'm a child of God, but I find myself doing things that offend God. And in, in me, in my deepest desire, I don't want to do that. I don't want to discredit the name of Christ, but I find myself doing that once in a while. I don't want to fall into temptation. I try to watch against it, but maybe I don't do that well enough. And sometimes maybe I shrink from whatever might offend God. Um, and sometimes I don't. And so how do I hold that together in balance? The next verse gives us the key. And I'll read that from the Philips translation because it combines it together. So let's back up a little bit. So then my dearest friends, as you've always followed my advice and that's not, and that's not only when I was present to give it, but so now that I'm far away, be keener than ever to work out the salvation that God has given you with a proper sense of awe and responsibility or and responsibility, or in the sense that you value it, responsibility in the sense that you know that you have a part to play. Yeah. Mm. But that part that is your responsibility goes on to say, for it is God who is at work within you, giving you the will and the power to achieve his purpose. In other words, the place of self-distrusting, not, not trusting myself, the place of me watching out against temptation, the place of me preserving or fighting, quote unquote, for that salvation, for that precious, exciting gift to continue to be a gift that I will wake up tomorrow to enjoy. The grace to do it is also supplied by the same one that gave me the gift. Mm. It is God who is at work within me, giving me the power, giving me the will to achieve what he desires to be achieved in me and through me and for me in that sense. Now, where does that leave us? It touches straight away on the question about what should be our disposition when we sin? What should be our posture? What should be our attitude? And if I have spoken brilliantly about that, it comes back to this answer. If it is God who is at work within me, if without God I can't do it, then my, my attitude when I do something wrong should not be, yeah, I'm saved. The grace of God is always available mm. and I'm ever going to be saved. I'm not going to lose my salvation. So I can as well not bother about it. Actually, one of the ways you, you can, you can self-criticize yourself or self-assess yourself and your Christian faith is with your disposition, your attitude when the Holy Spirit convicts you that you've done something wrong. Mm -hmm. Do you just ignore it and continue life as usual? Mm -hmm. Or do you sincerely do feel bad about it to the point mm -hmm. where you want to 
say something to the father that you offended and say, I'm sorry. Mm. I actually cannot do this on my own and I need your help. Mm. Mm. That's, that's what makes you know that you are in a relationship. The challenge with questions about one save or this save, can I lose my salvation? Just as we've rightly noted today is, is because the real challenge is not, the answer is simple. You can't lose your salvation if, you, if indeed you are truly and genuinely saved. Mm. But there are so very many people that think that they are saved because they have so much focused on the exciting or the excitement of the grace of God and the too good to be true news that it is. And indeed, it is too good to be true. It's too good to be true that someone died for you, paid all the price for your sin. Not only the sins you've seen, the one you will see in a hundred years from now if you are still alive, it's all paid for. Jesus Christ has paid the price. He's not coming to pay it again. But yet, in the light of such an exciting news, I can either get carried away with that reality or I can settle on the fact that this is holy ground. <laughs> this is precious gifts. This is something that I don't deserve. This is something that I can't afford in my wildest dream to take for granted or to take with levity. And that would make me to do what Hebrews 4.16 then says. When I do something that is wrong, the countercultural response is you go boldly, yet with humility to the throne of grace to say, Dad, I'm sorry, I need your help. Because there is no other way. There is no other way. What's the chance that the same temptation will not floor you tomorrow? It's by the grace and the help of God. Mm. When you know that that is the only place you find the answer to forge ahead, you continue to go to him. And that fizzles out the doubts or the questions, can I lose my salvation? It's not a question a child of God should be thinking about. But, and that leads me to the final point I would make that the devil knows that once we can doubt it mm-hmm. once you can once you can have that feeling of you are not sure about whether or not you are saved you are not sure about whether or not you are heaven bound you are not sure about it will stunt your christian growth it's not mm-hmm. for, for a long while the time when i was thinking like that and being very sin conscious was the time i grew the least mm-hmm. but the moment i the fullness of and again, I can't say the fullness of it because it's still dawning on me every single day. But the, the moment I began to see the limitless glories of, my, of the salvation that I've received, God became on the one hand so intimate and so close, and on the other hand so awe-inspiring awe that I'm like, oh my God, what? You just know that your relationship with God is a privilege. So you can't afford to take it for granted. And that's that's the tension, that's the balance that I'm hoping that the Holy Spirit will help us to hold both in both hands. Grace is exciting. Once saved for once saved, always saved is not a cliche that should we should take to mean, yeah, I can just do anything, I can just live anyhow. No, because that wasn't the intention of God. His intention is to save you so that He can walk through you to begin to impacts or infects the rest of the world with a, a bit of his life until mm. that time when the fullness of heaven will break in upon the earth in the mm. new creation mm. and will begin to live in his presence forevermore. Amen. So that's, that's, the, that's, the, um, that's the way I, I mean, I process this in my mind. Um, and and that's, that's the thoughts that I thought to, to leave us with. The other question about unpardonable sin, I think has been brilliantly answered. A child of God cannot send the unpardonable sin. 
someone that is truly saved will not wake up one day and say, I want to walk away from it. But there is such a thing as apostasy. There is such a thing as denouncing what you believe. There is such a thing. And indeed, if you denounce your salvation, what other option or availability or provision is there to save you? Nothing. That's what Hebrews 6 is saying. Now, if someone has tasted of the, of the word of God, and it's, I mean, so very many criterion, actually, that you have to have gone through all of those criterion and then decide to say, God is not for me, before you get to that point where what used to be your salvation is written off on your account. You are not saved because you have come to a point where it's supposed to take you to a point of no return, and mm. yet you choose to return. Mm. You have tasted and seen that the Lord is good, and yet for whatever reason you are saying, yes, I know God is good, but I say I don't want. That's apostasy. There is no preaching that can save such a person. Mm. But again, that is not a fear that I should have, that I'm going to have, because I'm waking up each day in the presence of the Father, in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy, and on his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. I'm excited at my relationship with him. And that's, 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 the, that's the place I'm hoping we'll come to, the point where God is so close, mm. but at the same time, we don't get to disrespect him. It doesn't blur that privilege mm. of that relationship, that privilege of being recipients of that priceless gift of salvation. I think you want to say something, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. So yeah, that's that's where I thought um, to land it. And I, I think virtually all the questions that I wrote down here have, yeah, have, have been touched. Do you lose it or God takes it away? It's not a question for us, really. Yes, you can if you want to, but a child of God will not want to. Mm. My fear is very many people that are all about, yeah, I'm once saved, always saved. The grace of God is this. Jesus has paid for my sins, da, 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 da. Very many people like that are really not saved. That's yes. that's the challenge. That's mm. where it gets, that's where this subject, where the rubber meets the road. Mm. So, and that's what leads us back to, it's a question only you can answer. Mm. Have you come to the end of yourself, mm. to the point where you see the need for a savior, to the mm. point where the gift that you got from that savior can then make sense? Because mm. until the stench of your sin has pervaded your nostrils to a point where you know that if I continue to smell this foul odor, I can't even survive. I mean, that's, that's just a word picture, but that's what, that's what it felt like for me. I felt ever so helpless, even though I was in a Christian setting and functioning in different responsibilities and regards. But I came to a point where I knew if just this small sin, this little sin, I can't even, I can't even overcome this one. And I keep making a front that makes me look like I'm this Mr. Knight's guy and Mr. Righteousness. There's a problem. I can deceive everybody. I can't deceive my father. I can't deceive the one that sees me. And that brought me to the end of myself only to discover that actually what I needed all along he has, it's always been available. And Bible says you know the truth and the truth will make you free. Mm -hmm. And that freedom will not lead you into licentiousness. It will continue to lead you in that tension. Mm -hmm. Wow. I am a child of God. Like seriously, I, I am a child of God of all people. <laughs> and yet knowing what that means so I can talk to him anytime. He's on my speed dial. I can chat with him. I can ask him questions. I can pour my anger on him if I feel really cross about stuff and like, God, what's going on? But at the same time, 
I dare not take for granted the fact that it's actually a privilege that I get to talk to him, that I get to be in a relationship with him, that he gets to fight for me mm. and all of those many other glories that come with that salvation. Mm. And I pray the Holy Spirit will unpack it for that in our hearts. Mm. We can stop sharing. Have you stopped sharing? Okay. So we we'll, would we'll pray. I don't know if anybody has any final thoughts or questions from what I've said. In, in case I've raised, sometimes I do that. I raise more questions than fire. <laughs> so I'm hoping I haven't done that. But if I have, feel free to chip in. Otherwise, let's first and foremost pray for Kingsley. Um, it's been a wonderfully refreshing night and a beautiful reminder of so very many cogent things that we could easily take for granted. Let's pray that the Lord will continue to inspire Kingsley, continue to strengthen him, continue to expound the revelation of his word to him and continue to make his word come alive in his heart. In the name of Jesus. 